0: God has shown us his love and giving his love in Jesus close to us. Jesus said he's going to return. We've heard it in scripture. We've sung of it. St. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians how that would take place. And it was also St. John who delivered Jesus' description of what ultimately that looked like. And Jesus said, be ready. Let's bring that all together in a thought or two. You may be seated as I do. Last week, I helped us begin Advent, at least I trust I helped, by asking the Advent question where do we begin? Kind of logically, it seemed to me that we begin at the beginning. And when we go back into Scripture, that's exactly what happened shortly after creation It seems shortly Eve and then Adam fell they fell from God's high calling into sin and God found them and began to unfold the consequences of that sin and even deliver his judgment Genesis 3 verse 15 is he spoke to each involved in that sin he spoke to the serpent to the devil and he said to the devil that seed that offspring of the woman will indeed crush your head crush it while only he could wound the messiah did adam and eve understand what that was all about you know we really don't know bible doesn't say but Early on in the church's history, a man by the name of Irenaeus put his finger on this truth, and it was called the Proto-Evangelium, the first promise. And so that we Christians ever since then can look back even to the beginning to see what God had in mind, deliverance, rescue, salvation. This week, with having begun at the beginning... We go to the end and talk about how the end helps us understand Advent. And you know, generally speaking, an end is in everything and affects everything. I don't know if you've ever thought about it quite this way, but the end shapes everything from the beginning up until its end. Everything has a beginning in this life. And therefore, because it has a beginning, it has an end, everything, (laughs) even a sermon, even a sermon. And for that matter, this time that we're going through, uh, transitional time, an interim, had a beginning, and therefore we know that ultimately it will have an end sooner or later. Nothing goes on and on and on and on nothing that matters anyway it's true in life as well whether we're talking about the end of your life or my life that end permeates it affects absolutely everything in our existence in the life that we live think of it this way the end of jesus life affected everything the cross which was his end here on earth before the resurrection covered everything from the very beginning of god becoming a human being and it was jesus life that was also defined by the end the end of everything when he finally comes and returns to the world for judgment without that end well I can't quite imagine it without an end. The end of the world gives meaning. It gives meaning to every day, and it certainly gives meaning to this season that we're in, Advent. It may sound backwards, maybe even counterintuitive, but it's true. The world will end with a final judgment, and that either changes or certainly affects everything in our life and it's important that we are ready jesus said it we heard it in mark 13 a moment ago be ready therefore the end affects us in every way let's back up a minute now knowing this hearing this again we react don't we there's an automatic type of whatever in us And you know, there's a difference. And a reaction is a very specific thing. Our our brain has different sections. And there is a, a portion of our brain that controls reaction. It is an automatic response. Our brain tells us. So you see a hockey puck flying at your head. You don't have to stop and think, well, let's see. You think that puck is gonna hit my head? Or do you think it's gonna, take a turn or sail over or eh, maybe no no not at all we see the puck coming and we duck nobody has to tell us it's an automatic response that's what a reaction is and there's that part of our brain that gratefully acts that way we duck without being told and when the end of the world when that subject comes up we have that kind of reaction we don't often begin by thinking about it there's an immediate reaction we and everybody else for that matter but even we Christians and it's fear it's fear as being afraid and there's fear as being part of the respect we have for the Almighty God even just the thought of the end of the world is scary. Scary because Jesus has told us what it's going to look like. We got a hint of that in today's readings. But to us, the reaction is, I wanna keep living. I, I don't, I don't wanna die. I don't wanna see things happen to the world that have never happened before. Stars falling from the sky and, and the great amount of famines and earthquakes and all the rest. You know, even when things aren't going well, we're told by those who have studied such things that we would rather stay with the status quo than change even if we know things are going to get worse. Possibly with one exception, if indeed our life is so terrible, so bad, that all we can do is hope and wait for the end fear arises even and especially when we talk of the the end the end of all things that's why when mark records jesus words we, we didn't hear those words but he spoke about all those cataclysmic type of things the horrific things that are going to happen before jesus returns and that first impulse drives us to that kind of fear oh no I I don't want that to happen I don't want to be here I, I don't want to see that and then follows the judgment. and if the other things don't frighten us certainly the final judgment does it was Saint Matthew who records Jesus words about that as Jesus painted the picture of the final judgment remember how jesus when he comes divides people believers from unbelievers and then he asks a number of questions i was hungry and you gave me something to eat i was naked and you clothed me and all the rest of the questions and we look at those and we wonder about those did i do enough did i do that often enough did i see jesus in those people who are in need and Often for Christians, it's like, oh, no, I didn't do enough. I'm not sure that I belong on the right side of Jesus. And the fear enters with the thought of that judgment. But ultimately, remember that Jesus said he will first divide believers from unbelievers because he knows who belongs to him he knows the faith that is inside the other questions of what shows from faith and he never changes his mind about those whom he have put on his right versus his left so the judgment that fear begins to dissipate and recede into the background and a response takes place not a reaction any longer but a response you and I can think about things And that's what a response is. It's looking at everything and it's reasoning it. It's thinking about it. It's searching God's word and listening to him. And then we see that it's more than just the frightening things. But it's the good things. It's the best thing about to unfold. I can't help but think about what St. Luke records The synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all talk about the end of the world as Jesus described it. But Luke adds one thing that the others don't. Luke writes about Jesus' words, when you see these things begin to take place, stand up, don't duck, stand up and lift your heads because your redemption is drawing near. I love those words. Stand up, lift up your heads, because it's all coming together the good news the redemption that's why jesus returns to take us from this portion of our redemption to the next where everything as saint john was shown by jesus will be wonderful and perfect the end is the beginning the beginning of something great and new it is a time of joy a time of gladness, a time to look forward to. Jesus will return ultimately to take us home. The end that we've experienced in our life is not really an end. It's just a portal that leads to the rest of our everlasting life. Remember what Jesus said, whoever believes in him has eternal life. Present tense, has eternal life. The other portion, the fulfillment, the fullness of eternal life, that comes at the end. Therefore, we can smile, if only in our hearts. We can see the other things in perspective. Because Jesus is going to be happy. Maybe even happier than before, if you and I can imagine that. It's kind of like what Billy Graham once said, have you heard this? when he was asked about the end of the world and all these horrific things and all the bad stuff that's going on now, you know what he said? I know the end of the story. You and I know the end of the story. Reminds me of a story you may well have heard about a woman. (laughs) She loved her desserts and she often looked forward to them. Well, she died, but she had left behind a message that said, when I'm buried, put a fork in my hand." A fork. You know, a lot of people didn't understand that, but those who really knew her, she said, the fork is there because the best is yet to come. (laughs) The dessert is yet to come. The glory of God in eternity is yet to come. That's what Jesus showed St. John in Patmos. In his exile that's what we heard about in the revelation reading and you can look at it again and again in chapter 21 this Advent is the time to begin at the beginning but not forget about the end if when we prepare for Jesus first for coming we don't naturally think about it think about it now think about it now because it adds great joy to what we are soon to celebrate. When you see the baby in the manger as a great sign, remember how he will return. And don't let that thought slip away. You know, I've thought about this quite a while now before today, how the end affects everything. And I'm not sure I've got it fully understood in my mind, but let it be in your mind. Let's together continue to think about that. But I do know that the end of the world affects Advent. It affects everything. You know, we come to this part of the sermon, and I think back. And in the old days, preachers, pastors used to end uh, with a, a stanza of a hymn, with a poem, or whatever. Well, I got a poem for us today. I, I love it. In fact let's speak it together a poem that is a prayer read it with me will you come Lord Jesus Christmas is near give us your joy take away our fear amen and that love and peace and joy of Christ let it remain in your hearts as we speak of our faith and soon to live our faith again as we leave this place let's stand together And let's express that faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty.